glorified in this service. And when this service is all said and done, we'll give you all the glory for all the good that'll come out of it. In Jesus' name. And everyone that agrees with that prayer, shout it. Amen. And so be it. If you would, just love on somebody tonight. Tell them God bless you. Let them know it's very good to see you. And then you can be seated. However you are led to love on them. Praise God. Then you can be seated. I want to thank you all for pressing your way out tonight. It's amazing what rain does in the state of Georgia. <laughs> it really truly is like snow in Michigan. Rain in Georgia is like snow in Michigan. Just leaving Marietta coming here. There were three accidents on the freeway. And so it took me, normally it takes me about 35 minutes or so. It took me about an hour and 15 minutes this time to get from Marietta just to this location just because of traffic. And so, uh, again, I want to thank you all for pressing your way out tonight. Let's go ahead and get right into it. We're ministering on the subject of every single Christian. And really, it'll be a blessing to married couples, whether you're single by choice, uh, whether you're single for various different reasons. You could be single because you're widowed. You can be single because you're divorced. Uh, the Scripture really covers all of these areas, and we're going to cover them over the next several weeks. I'm really going to go right to where we left off so I can get as much new information as I can in tonight. We know what we're really talking about under point number one is questions regarding the single Christian, and there could be, again, various reasons. So the basic thing is we don't want to judge anyone that's single. Is that right? Because there can be various reasons as to why. We looked at Jesus and his teaching on the subject of celibacy, and so Jesus didn't ignore the area. Paul considered his singleness a gift, right? And it really is a gift. It truly is a gift if you understand it uh, in the way that he uh, taught it. We looked at sometimes circumstances can make being single the best choice. Now, who can remember what's the primary circumstance that makes single, being single, a good choice? Get your life together, right? That's one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself is to not be under distress. Would you all agree with that? All right, and so we said all those things, and we left off talking about uh, the benefits to being single. How many single people are in here right now? Raise your hand, single people. Praise God, okay, that's most of the room. All right, there are benefits to being single. So let's just pick up right here. Uh, right away, uh, we did talk about this last week, so I'm just going to go by it, but I want to reiterate it. You have freedom from care. I mean, it's a blessing to not care about the wife or the husband and the kids. You can just wake up and do you. I'm telling you, that's a blessing. I remember those days. <laughs> All right? And so we won't go back through there. Also, the benefits are during times of distress and persecution. You don't have anyone else to be concerned about but yourself. So how many know it's easier to get yourself together under distress than it is for you to try to get yourself your wife and your children together under distress. It's just easier, right? It's a little simpler path, right? And so go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 7, and let's kind of pick up from there, and then we'll just keep going. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, let's look at verse 26 and 27. All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, let's look at 26 and 27. I'm reading out of the New King James Version. It says, I suppose, therefore, that it is good. Somebody say good. 
All right, it is good because of the present distress that a that it is good for a man to remain as he is. And what is that state in this particular context? Single, right? And so if he is under distress, now in context, we know that Christians were under a bunch of persecution during this time because the church had just started. So Paul was instructing them that while we're under this uh, pressure, people are trying to kill us, it's good to remain in that state of singleness than to try to get married and build your life under that present distress. But how many know in principle, distress period is good to remain single until you get yourself out of distress? Say it a little stronger tonight. All right, and that's male or female, but particularly talking to the males. He says here, are you bound to a wife? Then don't seek to be loose. Are you loose from a wife? Then do not seek a wife. Context again, when you are under distress, right? And we talked about distress signals, right? How many know a male will send off distress signals? Right? Because he does not like to be asked questions. And these are simple questions. What high school did you graduate from? Well, my, my transcripts were being transferred. We don't need an explanation. It's a school, right? Quick answer. What college did you attend? We don't need an explanation, right? Here's a real good one. Where do you work? Well, see, right now, I mean, are you sending off distress signs? Here's a good one that men do. I'm building a business. Well, I'll, I'll go right by that one. And that sounds good, but at what phase are you at in the building of your business? Do you have a business plan? Have you met with a banker? I mean, there, there are follow-up questions to that, okay? And ladies, listen to me. Don't be afraid to ask the questions. He'll send off distress signals, all right? Also, where do you live? Good question. Well, right now, see, um, I'm in between situations, but I'm working through some things. What should that let you know? Let him work through that. Let me pull out of this and let him work through that. And so I can go on and on and on. But a man will send off distress signals, right? Don't ignore those when you see him. Now, let's move on past that. Go to first, let's drop down to verse 32. But I want you to be without care. Now, here he's talking about I want you to be secure. So, this word care here is referring to being secure. So, I'm going to go real slow here tonight. It says, but I want you to be secure, really, is what he's saying here. He who is unmarried cares. Now, this word care here is different. This means this person thinks about all the time, watch this, particularly talking to a male. And ladies, do not overlook this, okay? I'm telling you, do not overlook this, okay? Watch what's going to be on his mind. This is what he cares about, not worry, but this is what he thinks about all the time. This is what's on his mind, and it's important to him, and it's a priority. Watch this. He who is unmarried cares what he thinks about. Is on his mind the things of the Lord, how he may please the Lord. All right? 
So if you don't understand something here, he's never going to treat you better than he treats the Lord in himself. Right? And so what's going to be on his mind is how to make his life more pleasing to God, not to you. And what you should see from that is when his life pleases God, then it'll automatically and naturally please you. All right, let's keep going. But I want you to be without care. In other words, I just want you to be secure. He who is unmarried, it's on his mind, thinks about the things of the Lord, how he may please the Lord. So you want this person to be a person who is God-minded and keeps God first in their life. Now, let me say these things around this. When you don't have a spouse and children, and I understand that they're single people with children. I understand they're single parents in the room. And so I'll address all of those things. I'm going to cover a whole lot of different areas. But when you don't have a, a spouse and children to think about, how many know then your focus should be on God? Listen to me, man. If you find yourself thinking about the opposite sex more than God, You've got to work on that. See, no man said amen to that. You all going to make me stay on these points longer than I need to. Are you in here, fellas? This is how you learn yourself. You find yourself thinking more about the opposite sex than you do God. How many of you know I need to work through this? I'm not really ready for a relationship because I'm probably going to end up putting her before God. Why? Because I'm thinking about that more than I am God. I'm thinking more about how to please her than I am God. All right, everybody clear? All right, watch this now. I'm going to give you the secret sauce tonight, okay, for every single person. I'm going to give you the secret ingredients. You know how every family, you go over to your auntie's house, she cooks something, and it's just something about that that's different than any other macaroni and cheese you've had. I mean, she's putting something in there that she's not telling everybody. I'm getting ready to give you the secret sauce tonight. Seriously. And it's amazing. I've known this the whole time, lived it. But again, when you've been in a relationship for 21 years, married for 18, 19, I mean, you don't think about these things anymore. All right? But I'm getting ready to give you the secret sauce. You ready for it? There's a freedom that you have to serve God that's like no other time period in your life when you do not have spouse I give you the secret sauce tonight. Okay? Paul describes it this way. Drop down to verse 32. All right? So this is giving single some insight as to what should be occupying a lot of your time. No amens. Oh, you all say I'm writing right now, right? Getting all this done. All right, watch this. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 2, 32. It says, but I want you to be without care. I want you to be secure. He who is unmarried, talking to males, cares what he thinks about. The things of the Lord, how he may do what? Please the Lord. But he who is married thinks about what's on his mind, the things of the world, how he may please what? And that's true. I've been single and I'm now married. Let me tell you what's always at the forefront of my mind after God, obviously in perspective, 
the next thing that comes up is the care of my wife. Then what comes up after that is the care, not worry. I'm thinking about securing and taking care of my children. Everybody still, any, any husbands and fathers in here know what I'm talking about. It, it, it dominates me. There's really, after my quiet time with God, I am dominated by the care of my wife and the care and security of my children. Then linked up church comes after that. I mean, that's a lot on your plate. There's no other time in the world like you have right now without all of that than to give God your best. And I'm going to give you the secret sauce because what you want is God's best out of the kingdom. Right? Right? So what you're doing is sowing the best of yourself as a seed to reap the harvest that you desire. I'll go somewhere further with this in a moment. I personally believe for me, my wife was the best in the kingdom for me. Bar none. There was not on the planet. You can go to another universe. Patricia Elizabeth Gregory was the best in the kingdom for me. I'm going to tell you where that came from was during my eight years of being single, I served the entire time. So much so to the point I can remember doing four services on Super Sundays on Sundays. I'm a counselor at the 8 a.m., 10 a.m., 12 p.m., or 2.45. What was it? 8, 11, and 2.45. Then come back for the Super service, Sunday service night at 6.45 then I'm the campus minister up at Oakland University on Monday nights. Then I'm working, coaching, doing all the other stuff that I'm doing, Ford Motor Company, coaching high school basketball, youth leader in the youth department on Wednesday night, and then I'm there for training on Saturday for counseling room and outreach. What am I doing? I'm keeping myself occupied so I don't have time to think about those chicken heads. <laughs> I'm having fun, but, but we, women, females. And how many know, when you serve, you have less time to think about yourself? Are you all still with me? All right, watch this. But he who is married cares about the things of the world, how he may please his wife. Watch this now. There is a difference between a wife and a what? Now, again, I want to reiterate the Scripture sees you one of two ways. You're either a virgin which means unmarried, or you're married. I'm believing God we're going to get back to the day where when we marry, we have not slept together prior to marriage. In Jesus' name. I believe we're going to get back to that day, right? Starting with this group right here and everyone listening by SoundCloud. Starting with this group right here and everyone listening by SoundCloud. But, but the ones in this room, there's a special grace for you because you're, you're in the presence of it right now. You're not listening by SoundCloud. You're in the building. So, so something's getting ready to get on you and is on you right now to walk in the fullness of everything that's getting ready to be deposited in you. Watch this now. There's a difference between a wife and a virgin. Now, let's look carefully at what the difference is. The unmarried woman, now it's going specifically to her. Listen, unmarried women. The unmarried woman cares about what's on her mind, what she thinks about, the things of the what? 
that she may be, listen to what, look at what she's thinking about. See, look what's on her mind. That she may be what? Oh. Holy, both in what? So we can be clear, because some people think holy is lifting up your hands, you know, with a sour look. I mean, that's not holy. So you notice the Scripture will take it a step further and tell you what it looks like, both in your body and in your spirit. See, so what a virgin, a unmarried woman wants to make sure she keeps on her mind is how to keep herself. Talk to me, ladies. That, that, that was a decent amen. Okay, so, so, so look what it says about her. What does she care about? First, things of the Lord. Then what's right after that? What's the next thing on her mind? Both in what? Which means she has to think about before she leaves the day, what am I presenting to people? When I put on clothes, what am I telling the opposite sex? Help me out, brother. I'm saying something right there. So, so they're supposed to make it easy for the brothers, right? Now, does that mean look frumpy? Not at all. But does that mean think about what I'm putting on and what am I presenting to other people? So the unmarried woman, I'm, I'm giving you the secret sauce tonight, if she would prior to prioritize her life this way, keep God first, right? Set my life up in a way that pleases him. Next order of business after that is making sure I remain holy, both in body which means I'm going to think about what I put on, how I present myself, and the decision is already made before I leave the house. No one gets the cookie until the wedding night. There's no games involved in here. There's no playing. There's no how close can we. There's no how I many. You know, this is it's not up for discussion. No ring, no thing. And that's her responsibility. No one can take anything from you that you don't give to them. Help me, ladies. Come on, don't leave me out here by myself. No one can do that, right? If you've made the decision that well, how I'm getting ready to live my life is going to be first pleasing to God. And then I'm going to care. That's what's going to be on my mind. What does that look like? Serving. I mean, it can be seen, which I'm going to get into that when we talk about how do you notice them, all right? Several things I would be paying attention to. Praise and worship is a good time to locate people. This is going on, and this is what they're doing. I mean, there's no connection. Man, you all are making this tough for me tonight. That's a good, and I'm not telling you to not look. But I am telling you to pay attention. Sometimes you need to open up your eyes and just look over there. <laughs> Keep one eye still closed in worship, but take the left eye, whichever side they're on. And if this is what you see, 
No connection. Male or female. Then let me tell you what I'm looking for after that. Because you, you will always serve whatever you love. Right? Because that's going to be an indication of how they serve you. So when you see them doing it well for God, it will give confidence that they'll do it well for you. Can we go a little further? I mean, aren't you glad you pressed through that rain tonight? This won't even sound the same on SoundCloud. I'm telling you, it's nothing like being live. Watch this now. I'm getting ready to go somewhere. There's a difference now between a wife and a virgin. What's that difference? The unmarried woman cares about, this is what's on her mind. And, and fellas, this is how you locate her. How she may please the Lord, right, and be holy both in body and in spirit. But she who is married cares about the things of the world, how she may please her what? So we know what that means. And this, I want to take my time right here because a lot of people hear this the wrong way. This is why Paul, by the Holy Spirit, interjected this here, okay? Look at what he says here. And this I say for your own what? For your own what? See, look what he said. He's real clear. Not that I may put a leash on you, or, 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 or I think the King James, a snare, really talking about a noose around your neck. So many people feel like if you give them good, solid wisdom, this is what they say. they just trying to control me and, and, and hold me back. And, and, and I can't tell you how many times I've sat down with people and shared the plan with them, and this is what they'll turn around and say. That's what God told him to do. God didn't tell me to do that. And just a little simple stuff. Did God tell you to have a job? A little simple stuff. And then they get all offended, right? And the session is over, right? And, and what's she going to do? Stick with her man. Right? You know how many times I've told people, listen, I said, I'm going to give you the information. I'm going to give you the truth. What you do with the truth is completely up to you. Right? And I've told people, I would not marry that situation told people this. I, but if you decide to, I'll love what you love, right? And I won't have nothing to say one way or the other. I will love whatever you love, but I'm telling you, they're not ready. At least 10 times I've told couples that. Some prior to the wedding. But I'll do whatever you want me to do. You love him, I love him. So you see what Paul is saying? He's not trying to put a trap out in front of you, a noose around your neck. This is good wisdom that's going to profit you. Right? Never marry a man. You know what the word distress means? It's of necessity. It's needy. Never do that. How do you know they're needy? Can you pick me up today? They need a ride. How I many? That's needy. The bill comes for dinner. He doesn't move. How I many know you're needy? He's distressed. <laughs> 
You all want me to stop right here? Is this okay? Is this okay? Am I, we okay? Because it's going to get stronger than this. Look, look what he said. I want to reiterate this again. This I say for your own what? Are, are you all paying attention tonight? I mean, y'all can honestly look back on a few of your situations and say, had I known this, be honest. Anyone willing to raise their hand? Look around the room so you can see you are not by yourself. And there are others who just will not raise their hand, trust me. But they're in here, but they will not raise their hand because they know. All right? She said, this I'm saying for your own profit, I'm in no way trying to put a leash or snare on you. But for what is profit, watch this now, give you some more secret sauce, so that you could serve the Lord without what? All right, so now let's go real slow. You take a male who is distressed, a female is going to distract him. When he could be taking that time working on getting his life together. Okay? What he could take that time to do is focus on his personal relationship with God his service to the kingdom, and getting his life together, right? He does not want to pursue that until it's no longer a distraction to him. Now, we're getting ready to read some other verses. Not only can he be in distress or needy financially, but how many know he can be in distress and needy physically? And the Bible's getting ready to cover this. How do you know? Because he's after your body. He's needy. He's distressed. That could be equally as bad as financially if he has no control. It's good stuff, boy. What about her? Okay. If... What's going to happen to her if if she is not focused here, right? She's not focused here. She's going to get distracted and end up being with someone that's going to take her away from this. Happens all the time, folks. All the time, right? How do we know he was a distraction? I was already not focused, and then he came along, and I even lost more of the focus. How does she know when it's no longer about being holy in my body? I'm distracted. Now I'm setting it up, planning for it. Hello, somebody. Come on over. I'm cooking. When they come in, it's a lot of cooking going on in here. Don't shout me down because I'm preaching real good. How many know she's distracted? Right? And when you, these are all, this is the secret sauce. You want to get in control of these areas before you start trying to get together. (coughs) 
Let me just go by these things. That clock, is that clock right? 7.50 almost already. There are opportunities right now for you to do things in your life that you will not have the time to do after you're in a relationship, committed relationship. You want to take full advantage of the gift of singleness and the season that you are in to maximize the opportunity to get your life together. And what I'm not saying is there's still opportunities after you get married. How I many now you've got to juggle? It's called balance these opportunities. Now the opportunity not only has to work for me, but it's got to work for me and my wife. And then the more pieces that I add, when you add children, now I've got to factor in wife and children for the opportunities that present themselves. There's nothing like this gift that God has given you right now of singleness. And the greatest gift you can give yourself is to get your life together and then give that away to somebody else. All right? Now, what are some disadvantages? Let's talk about some disadvantages of, of being single. We know, again, advantages. You can serve. Man, I mean, it, like, I think uh, Minister Carroll over there, I think you like missionary workers and different things like that, I, I think, right? Now, before George showed up and those two beautiful girls, she could have traveled to Cambodia and lived in the woods. And man, that would not, and, and let's just say, I'm not saying you will, but let's just say that's what was on her heart. I mean, she can do that as a single person. But when she gets married, she now has to bring that conversation over here. And watch this. If he doesn't agree, she can't go. Because in a marriage, you don't ever want to do anything that you both don't 100% enthusiastically agree on. And all the married people said, Amen. All right. Let's look at some disadvantages. Man. Right. right away, we know that there's a danger of temptation. Right? Single people, talk to me. Right? Sometimes your members wake up before you do, don't they? Oh, y'all don't know what I. We all grown folks, right? I've been single. I, I know. Hey, hey, alarm clock. Like, what's up today? <laughs> what are we getting into today? Come on, let's just be honest in here. Am I right or wrong? Right? Disadvantages. The danger of temptation. Let's be realistic about this, folks. Physical desire is strong. Oh, it's strong. Oh, it's strong. Right or wrong? Physical desire is strong, so, so that can be a disadvantage. Watch this. If a person becomes, and I know that people are widowed in here, different things. If a person becomes single, not by choice, I mean, you know, their situation is different because they have been living in a fully committed marriage where it was accessible. Let's just say a person is divorced, but not by choice. One spouse decided that they just didn't want to be in this anymore, and they got off and they left. How I many know that leaves the other spouse in a situation where they were used to certain things on a consistent basis? And so, I mean, that's now a different set of challenges for them. 
you know, nothing will happen to my wife. But I mean, if that wasn't present, that's going to pose a different set of challenges to me because of what I've been living for 19, almost 19 years. Okay, so we're going to talk about these things. It should be different for someone who's never experienced it. It should be less challenging. A lot of times your struggle comes from your previous experience. You've already been to the well. Now your body has need and it craves. Now, I mean, that's different than someone that's never been there. We're all grown folks, right? Because we're going to talk a little bit here in a moment. So then marriage is for the person. I want to be real clear here. I think it's everyone in this room, but I could be wrong. Marriage is for the person who does not have the gift of singleness. That's 99% of the people in this room, and I'll prove it to you. How many single people in here do not have the gift of singleness? Raise your hand. What I mean by that, you have a desire to get married. That's all I mean by that. Okay, look around the room so you can see. All right. Now let's talk about this. Go back. Let's back up, and I'm going to put context in here, okay? 1 Corinthians chapter 7, let's read verses 8 and 9. Man, it's been a blessing going back through these scriptures because I didn't really realize it has so much to say to single people. It's been such a blessing going back through these. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 8 and 9 says, But I say, this is why I put the widows out there, okay? But I say to the unmarried and to the widows, a widow is someone who is now single because their spouse died. Okay, look at what he specifically says right here. He says, but I say to the unmarried and to the widows, it is good for them that they remain even as I am. It's good for them. How was he? He was single. Context again, under the current distress that they were under, right? If they are unmarried or widow, he said it's good for them to remain as I am. Watch what he says here, this New King James Version. But if they cannot exercise self-control, and we're getting ready to have a real discussion in here, okay? If they cannot exercise self-control, let them what? The single person and the widowed, right? If they cannot exercise self-control, listen very carefully. How do you know you cannot exercise self-control? Don't everyone answer that question at the same time. How do you know you can't exercise self-control? Because you are out there having sex. All right? A lot of pastors will tell you in the church, the pastor is trying to keep the single people out of bed and get the married people in the bed. Don't understand that one. (laughs) Married folks not having none, single folks having everything. How many know there's something wrong with that picture? All right, we're getting ready to go real slow with this, okay? So, So now, let them marry. Then listen to the language again. Remember the present distress that they are under. 
For it is better for them to marry than to what? Burn, New King James Version says, with passion or lust. Okay? Now, let's talk about this. In Scripture, you cannot form doctrine unless there are two or three other witnesses that support that. So you can't take one Scripture like this, one verse, pull it out, and try to form doctrine off of this. This is one isolated statement under a current situation, and you don't find it confirmed anywhere else in Scripture. Okay? Because in reality, it is not better to marry than to burn. What's better is that you learn self-control, get your life together, and then marry under the right circumstances. Is everybody listening? What the church has done is use this verse as an out to say, you know what? This is better than what we're doing right now. Let's just go down to the justice of the peace. Now, how many know you solved the burning question, but if you don't have a job, you just created seven other problems that's getting ready to affect the burning problem that you, you, let me tell you something. Listen, ladies, don't pay the bills and see how sexy she is. Come on, let the lights be cut off. Let a shut off notice come to that house and see how sexy she is. You're getting ready to see a whole nother, who is this? That's a frustrated, angry woman who does not want to live like that. And so many men think the cure-all, end-all is sex. And take it from someone that's been married for 18 years. It's only good when the bills are paid. <laughs> it's only good when food is on the table. Because let me tell you, she cannot think about anything else but the bills, the diapers, the kids. That's what's on her mind. You talking about, where you at, babe? She is... Thinking about how we're going to feed these kids. I'm telling you, I'm getting ready to make this so plain. So biblically, folks, we don't want to use this as a out to go and prematurely do something we are not ready for. And we cannot ignore everything else that he said and pull this one verse out, run down to the justice of the peace, and think that's getting ready to fix all of our challenges. It's not happening, folks. I solved one, but what did I create on the other side? Especially if we live it in one of our parents' basements. She can't enjoy that anywhere. Parents upstairs. It's 7.59. You all ready to go home tonight? I can take about 10 more minutes. I'm telling you, it's good stuff right here. It's good stuff. All right? How many people have you heard use that verse and then run right down to the justice of the peace? You know how many people I've said do not do that? Listen, I have peace. You sure? I'm telling you, folks, again, take it from some. I don't know any other. I wasn't going to say this, but I'm getting ready to say it. Sex cannot save a marriage. Oh, I wish I could get a little bit more support in this building today. 
I'm getting ready to say it again. I wasn't going to say it. Sex will not save a marriage. Am I right or wrong? I've seen people go from how beautiful they are to they, they, you can go from love to hate like that under a distressed situation. I'm going to close right here because I can tell you all getting a little, a little uneasy in here. I can sense that as a pastor. The love is not coming this way tonight. It's going out, but it's not coming back in. I can feel that. That's something you can sense in a service because there's no encouragement happening in here. I'll say it again since I didn't get any reality encouragement. Sex will not save a marriage. You can think you can turn on. You can think I'm going to. You can think all of that. When they get this, they, let me tell you, it is, it's not over. I promise you. Just miss one light bill. Just one. Let a phone call come to that house about a bill that was not paid that she did not know about. Let her go to the mailbox and see a shutoff notice. And you can come in there all you want to. <laughs> she can take that bill, put it on that table, and look at you and say, what is this? What do you mean, what is this? I'll take care of it. For her, it is not taken care of until it's taken care of. It's a rough crowd tonight, man. Rough crowd. Did you all feel the love coming out? Not a lot of love coming back in tonight. Let me give you all some practical wisdom, then I'll let you get out of here tonight. If you know that you are a needy person physically, you want to be extra careful what environment you put yourself in. Okay. I want to be extra careful. All right. so, so because I knew me, I knew if I brought her in the house, nothing to pray about. Put the Bible up. So I already know if we go in the house, what direction it's going in. So I didn't date in the house. I knew me. Okay? I also knew if I tongue kissed, it ain't no more praying in the spirit now. <laughs> That's a wrap for me. This getting ready to go somewhere we can't pull ourselves back from because I knew me. And the Lord gave me scripture on that, Minister Carol. You know what that scripture was? The tongue can no man tame. <laughs> it controls the whole body. I'm having fun, but you all know there's some, some truth to that, right or wrong. All right? And, and so several things. I always took her home before 11 o'clock because I started to act different after 11. <laughs> I knew me. I started feeling different. After 11 o'clock. Anybody else in here willing to be honest? I took her places 
where we could be accountable. What do I mean by that? Other people around. Because I knew me. So I put boundaries in place. So what did you all do? We went and played pool. We went bowling. We went to basketball games. We went to concerts. We went to plays. When you know that you are needy, you should always have supervision around you. But I'm grown. Yeah, you're grown and needy. What do I mean by supervision? Other people that are trying to live the way you're trying to live. And everyone can hold each other accountable. When the night is over, drop off at home and go back to your place. Call on the phone. I found out that if I wasn't there, I couldn't do anything if I wasn't present. So I learned early, nothing is a temptation if I don't give myself access to it. I only struggle with what I give myself access to. All right? I'm just giving you practical wisdom tonight. Always know it will always be more tempting when no one sees you. I just said a mouthful. So if it's just us two and no one else, how many of your body will start talking to you? Oh, you're going to act like that tonight. <laughs> Not mine, Pastor. I spent two hours praying. And no, how many of that has nothing to do with your body? All you did was build your spirit up. Your body was like, go ahead on and pray for two more hours because I'll be waiting as soon as you get done praying. I will still be the same way. Am I right or wrong? Come on, don't leave me hanging like You know I'm preaching good. Am I right or wrong? Prayer has never, ever, I still had to on purpose practically put that on the altar. It helped a little bit. I think you all understand what I'm saying. But the reality is, if I put myself in this situation, I want to show you all. Again, I want to take my time to make sure you understand this. All of these behaviors have carried over to marriage. So the habit had already been formed, which means after marriage, I still act the same way. I don't put myself in that situation. All right? As God is my witness, this guy will be listening to this tonight. Guy walks up to me at, uh, I know him, at the gym today. He's telling me about a previous church and the failure of that pastor. And so he comes up to me, and he's talking like that, and he starts calling me Rev. And I said, I own that, big fella. You can say it louder. You can yell it at the top of your lungs. I live that, man. I own that. Because I, I knew he was being sarcastic. Do you all understand? And he goes on to share the story about this other pastor, all this stuff that he had done. How could he do this? How could God let him do that? I said, look, man, don't base your life, your success on what somebody else did or did not do, including bishops, apostles, pastors, whatever titles we give them. Man, base your success solely on what Jesus did and make him your focus, right? And this is a true story. God is my witness, right? I looked him right in his eye. I said, big fella, everybody don't live like that. I mean, you've been in, you see me in this gym four or five days a week. You can go ask any female in this gym, ask her, has that guy over there ever done anything inappropriate with you? And the answer would be the same. Then I said, go ask my wife. She's over there on the other side. 
Ask her how her husband lives in front of you. Then I said, my kids come in here on Saturday. Find my kids and ask them about their father. It's interesting. He just calmed right down. What am I saying to you all? That was the same person when I was single. I didn't play with him. That that behavior just carried over to marriage. Now watch this. Same reason I didn't sleep with my wife prior to marriage was because I loved God more than her. Same reason I don't cheat on her after marriage is because I love God more than her. Listen to me. I love her, but she is not keeping me. Is everybody clear? The same person who kept me from her is the same one that's keeping me while I'm with her. Is everybody clear? You all getting this tonight? So what am I saying? You have to know you. Scripture says, stay away from the very appearance of evil and let not your good be evil spoken of. Right? Everyone's situation is different. So if you don't set your own boundaries up based off of what you know about yourself, how many of you don't give yourself a chance to win? And so that's why I'm not putting a list out here because everyone's situation is different. But you know you. It's very good. And if you don't, you better learn you. Right? So there are people that I've honestly said to them, I don't fool with you because I can sense chemistry. I don't fool with you. I can't be your friend unless you're going to be unless you're going to be friends with my whole family. Me and you can't be talking. <laughs> I mean, you got to be honest with people like that. Say, so don't take it personal, but I can't, I can't really, it's not healthy for me. I've been that way. One time I'm in the whirlpool. She come right out, bathing suit, come right in there. I knew right away, get out this whirlpool. <laughs> Just being honest. I got right out of there and went on in the steam room. Wasn't three minutes later, who comes in the, not the steam room, the sauna. The sauna, I'm out of there. And I go right back in the gym. Watch this. I'm just going to be so honest with you. I mean, you can feel that with other people. You can feel that. There are certain people you don't feel nothing. There are other people I don't need to play with that. I mean, that's knowing you. I'm just being so real with you all tonight. Because if you think after you get married, you're never going to see people again, you're sadly mistaken. And then there are going to be people out there who just want to see if you really are who you said you are. And there are women that are trifling like that and men that are trifling like that. For some of them, it's just a game to see if they could blow your stuff up. They don't want you. The game is to be able to blow your stuff up. So we need to be extra sure to lean on the Lord. I won't have time to read this, but but he left an entire chapter for us, especially for single people, as an example, listen to me, on what not to do. Okay? I don't even want to start unfolding that. I'll wait and hold that till next week. An entire chapter so you can know what not to do. Good stuff. Good stuff.